0: Matt step with the cancellation of seven on seven, it's the question everybody wants to know, what becomes of the big dumb hat?
1: Sadly, it's gonna stay in the closet, but it's ready for 2021.
0: Step, your premium texas high school football podcast from your friends your amigos your um i don't don't know how to say friend in another language uh at dave campbell's texas football and texasfootball.com i am the tep greg tepper
1: and i'm the step matt step
0: thank you for being a dave campbell's texas football insider we uh we literally would not do it without you that's I like. I've got better things to do than figure out how to record a podcast remotely, as we're both sitting in our respective homes. Yes, uh, a a very safe distance apart.
1: Yes, we are sheltering in place. We are listening to what we're being told because we want football to come back in the fall. Yeah,
0: yeah, dum dums. Everybody stay inside.
1: Just I'm I'm sorry to editorialize like this. But if you want football, just stay in. Just Sit tight for a little while longer. We're, we're, we're through the worst of it. Let's just hang in there a little bit longer. Yes. Just hang in there. Because if we don't, that's when things might
0: get really bad. That's right. So let's just be cool for a while. Just chill out. Anyway, um, this is Teppin' and Step, your premium high school football podcast. Um, this is our second April edition. That's right. Our second and final April edition. Uh, during the pandemic, we decided we would do more frequent tep and steps in the offseason. Normally, you will only get this once a month during the off-season, but this is an off-season unlike any other Matthew.
1: Yes, and we need to give you the loyal DCTF insider the content that you crave.
0: Did you see the um did you see the thread last night on um on Twitter about people people subscribing uh, like UTSA
1: folks subscribing. Oh yeah, yeah. UT Roadrunners, we're we're here for you. We are we are here for you. I, I know no. Ish is a Texas State guy. I get it. But listen, if you guys want a dedicated UTSA writer, and this is a joke by the way, but if you want one, hey, keep subscribing, and we'll we'll put Ish on the beat. Buddy, no, just don't you, tell Ish.
0: Yes. Uh, do not tell Ish. Um, that was But that that was funny last night. I was like, hey, if we keep subscribing. Uh, then, uh, then then Ish will become a UTSA beat writer. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what will happen. Yes, Do not listen to anyone tell you otherwise. That's
1: right, that's right. And, and uh, supply Ish with all the Taco Palenque you can, because he, yes. he does love him some Taco Palenque.
0: We, as we all yes, do, as that, we uh, all do. Oh, 100%, 100%. And so uh, this is your second April edition of Tep and Step. Uh, we have got a very big show on deck uh, including we're gonna we're gonna go inside the decision uh to cancel state seven on seven uh we are going to talk about the latest uh coaching rumors and news and notes from across the state and, and and kind of uh, uh dive into that and then we have got the inaugural Tep and step coaches draft That's right and what we mean by that we'll get into what that means at the, at the end of the show but it's not just best coaches
1: no we've got a different.
0: <laughs> A different kind of
1: draft,
0: it is. But we will start as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. And I know that you do not dive into cruton as much as our good friend Greg Powers. No, you are you're a high school football guy. Recruiting is a is a, uh, a byproduct of high school football.
1: It's tertiary but, for me. Tertiary. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So then that's going to make this question even even more perilous potentially. Matt Stapp, which teams, which Texas high school football teams signed the most players to FBS scholarships in the class of 2020? There were two of them. And they each signed six players to the FBS level.
1: Let's go... Shadow Creek? Ding. Damn. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, and let's go...
0: Duncanville? It's an excellent guess, but it's not the right one. Ah. Instead, would you believe Southlake Carroll?
1: Yeah, because Lake- they had like three South- offensive linemen, right?
0: Yep, Southlake Carroll signed six guys to the uh, to the next level, including Addison Penn went to Duke, mm-hmm. Andridge Karich went to uh, Texas, Blake Smith went to AM, Graham Faluna went to UT, uh, Utah, rather, and RJ Mickens went to Clemson, and they had another kid that I am not finding right now. By the way, that does not count. Before people yell at me, uh, that does not count two very small uh, caveats. One, doesn't include service academies, because service academies, you technically do not sign a letter of intent. Um, and secondly, uh, I think North shore had four and it would have been five. If we knew, if we had confirmation that Zach Evans had signed, uh, a, a yeah, he hasn't
1: signed yet. So yeah.
0: we, we don't know now we anticipate that at some point he will, but we can't count that right now. But in any case, that is your Texas School football fun fact of the week. South Lake Carol and Alvin Shadow Creek. Okay. I got one. I got one out of two yeah, pretty good. By the way, uh, another small another small fun fact as I was doing that recruiting between uh, between the numbers thing. Do you know what the smallest team to sign an FBS kid was? The smallest Texas high school football team. Uh,
1: um, Burton.
0: Mount Enterprise.
1: Oh, Kendra Miller.
0: Kendra Miller with TCU. Yeah. They have an enrollment of or at least in their in the uh, two thousand and eighteen and nineteen. Um, alignment. They had 121 students. He was one. Anyway, there is your Texas High School Fun Fact of the Week. Alright, let's get sad. Um, I don't know about you, but this was the week where I don't know. Not that I don't like spring football because I do. I like spring football. But this was the week where it kind of hit me of like oh this is gonna have an impact on football like football football because uh, we lost seven on seven this yeah state the uh, <laughs> seven on seven um, season. I like, I like how the official, yeah. the official Twitter account puts season yeah. in quotes because it's like
1: it's really like six weeks. It, yeah, I mean it's really like the last two weeks of May, <laughs> and like like the whole month of June. So you know, some people call it a season. It's it's kind of <laughs> spoken of in like a and almost like a joke because it gets six weeks. It's not like a yeah. season, but uh, you know, it's. Um, <laughs> It's a bummer um, for me, especially, because I I am known as a guy who really enjoys 7-on-7. And like you said, you know, spring football is gone, and now 7-on-7 is gone. And, uh, you know, I I just want to say that COVID-19 sucks.
0: Yeah, out out on COVID-19.
1: Yeah, yeah, COVID-19, thumbs down.
0: The Um, official stance of Dave Campbell's Texas football is that COVID-19 sucks.
1: And... You know, talking to, and, and re- this thing happened pretty quickly because, you know, talking to coaches before the governor's announcement on Friday that he was closing all the schools, the coaches had kind of felt like um, that, that that was going to happen, that the schools were going to be closed, but they felt like there was a window to still do seven on seven because of, you know, looking at projections, and, and, and granted these are just projections, but looking at things, you know, folks thinking that that by by the sometime in the summer hopefully sooner rather than later we might get back to some sense of normalcy and be able to play the qualifying tournaments with the caveat that the state tournament be moved from the final weekend of June to the basically the weekend between July 4th and coaching school which is what it was for the first I'd say 17 18 years of the 7 on 7 state the 7 on 7 state tournament used to be in July and it used to be even more miserably hot than it, than it has been. Uh, and so that was the original plan. But af- after the governor's announcement and the UIL quickly an- announcing, you know, piggybacking off that that spring sports were canceled, um, the, the the tide and, and the, the wave started to turn. Because talking to coaches, you know, even a, a Saturday morning, there was, you know, a cautious optimism that we were going to have 7-on-7. Seven seven. And I think talking to THSCA, talking to the UIL, getting their take – I think the bottom line is the optics. The optics of having seven all seven in June would have been bad, because you got to think about this. UIL events technically still go into June. Uh, yeah. Stay- baseball, baseball, softball. Yes. Baseball, softball um, are the two.
0: Track. Events. I want to say there's even yeah, there's track, and then I want to say there's some like there's even like some academic things yeah. that
1: like linger into June. I mean, because because baseball, you see graduations held on the baseball field for teams that are still deep in the play i believe baseball was like june 10th june 11th this year which is the I mean, uil baseball state tournament's like the last event of the year and it, it wraps up june around june 10th so because the uil had canceled had already canceled that i think having a state qualifying tournament in early june before that the optics wouldn't have been good um, and you think about it. Um, let's that there. Let's say things are getting better in June, but not all the way better. Do you really want to have a SQT or thirty-two teams hypothetically show up to play seven on seven with their fans and traveling in from other areas? Do you really want to have that going on right at the first of June, and right. maybe making things worse than they should be? So. I think those optics uh, of, of the UIL events being still in June and then kind of the unknown of, you know, do we really want to have teams traveling in and, and doing a lot of traveling and playing 7-on-7 seven seven, um, right at the beginning of June, I think I think they thought about it and just realized that it probably wasn't a good look. Um, and it was just a more prudent thing to go ahead and, and go ahead and cancel the seven 7-on-7 seven for, for 2020. It, it seems
0: to me, in talking with you and talking with some other folks – Uh, It seems to me that the way this thing went is the governor canceled schools. And when the governor canceled schools, the UIL really had no choice but to cancel spring sports. And when the UIL canceled spring sports, 7-on-7 more or less had no option but to cancel 7-on-7. It was kind of, it felt like kind of a ripple effect. Um, Now, look, that's, and I think there's going to be some people who are saying, oh, it's too early to make a call or anything like that. Guys, I want you to consider the fact that that like even if we're going to start opening things up, like even if you're going to say, hey, you know what, we are going to uh open up shop stores, like uh for, for delivery, right? Or we're gonna do uh this. We're gonna start to get things back on track. Uh the the key thing that's in place right now is a ban on a gathering of 10 or more people. Okay? And that doesn't look like, I'm just going to be honest, kind of reading what I like talking to smart people and reading what I've been reading. That doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. There are other measures that are going to get relaxed. But that 10 person rule is here probably through the summer. Like,
1: even it's just, if it's relaxed, or at least at least through June, at yeah. least through June. And even if it's relaxed, that's probably going to go from 10 to 50. Yes,
0: and even it's there, not going to It's yeah. not going to be like, "Hey, open up the ballpark
1: and load it in." Now that being said, I think you could conceivably, um, if you go from ten to fifty, I think you could conceivably go towards, uh, if the school campuses will allow it, having summer workouts if it goes from ten to fifty. And that's the thing is I think if summer, summer workouts can be much more controlled, strength and conditioning. It's, it's one school, you know, where your kids are coming from, you know, where they're going. Um, I think it's a little more control of a setting. So I, I, I think there's a chance that, that, you know, the, the coaches sometime in June, uh, and maybe not even June, but maybe July 1st, the UIL says, Hey, July 1st, summer strength and conditioning can start. You can open your campuses up. We're going to make some modifications and, uh, and go forward from there. So, um, you know, I I don't think this is, and you know what? There may be we may see some informal seven all sevens in July, um, just maybe not the state qualifying type stuff. So I I think there's there's some opportunities later on this summer. Um, I just think, you know, the the, the bottom line is I think it's better right now. Let's let's let's. Let's ease into this, and not go from zero to a 32-team state qualifying tournament in the first of June. I think let's let's ease into this. Let's have summer workouts, and hopefully as soon as possible, um, and kind of dip our toes in the water, than than jumping into the 12 feet 12 feet of water right away.
0: Somebody made the point to me yesterday on Twitter uh, that they said if the trade-off is no seven on seven, but we have football in the fall, um, I'm sorry. Every high school football fan in the state makes that deal. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if that's the deal, and and I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying that if that's the hypothetical deal that that we have to we have to bang seven on seven this year because uh, it's going to allow us to play football in the fall. That to me is a no brainer. You yeah, absolutely make that deal.
1: I love seven on seven. It's a lot of fun, but give me yeah. give me real football in in the fall oh. over that. I mean, I, i'll I'll trade it every I'll trade it ten times out of ten. And
0: so the way that the way that our calendar works, you, me, and, and the Dave Campbell's crew is is kind of our calendar is there's spring football, mm-hmm. right? And then there's there's like magazine like crunch time. That's kind of what we're in right and the now. And
1: kind of kind of They overlap a little bit. Yeah. Um May kind of May May gets to be a real yeah. dicey month sometimes. Yeah. May's tough.
0: May's tough for us. So we've already lost spring football. We're, we're still putting together the magazine. As I mentioned before, the magazine is going on all, as scheduled. We, the, the Step turned in 700 capsules the yes. other day. Coaches,
1: if you haven't turned <laughs> um, your capsule in,
0: please. Um, it. Actually, I will, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to tell you this. Hold on. Let me give you an updated
1: number. Yeah, Tepper, um, Tepper, you sent me a naughty list earlier today of like sixty-five schools that hadn't turned. I did send yet. you. A, I did send you a naughty list. Been, we are down to, and this is
0: this is public schools, uh, to be clear, this is public UIL schools. Uh, we are down to fifty-one.
1: So we've gotten some in today.
0: That's pretty good. Down yeah. to fifty-one out of. For those who don't know, we have to chase down one thousand two hundred and thirty-eight of these things, and we're down yeah. to fifty-one. So pretty good. Doing good. Anyway we're still working on magazine. That's, that is unchanged. Ne- but next up on our calendar is always seven on seven, seven on seven is, is next. The next thing on our calendar is coaching school. Yes. THSCA coaching school and convention is, uh, always in the later part of July. Uh, I believe it's 20th through
1: 23. Is
0: that right? I guess 19th to 21st. 19th to 21st. That's it. Yeah. It's around there. Um, 19th to 21st for yeah. coaching school. It's in San Antonio. um, I know right now the THSCA is planning on that going forward as scheduled. Uh, San Antonio has, I believe, uh, they have canceled or banned uh, conventions. San Antonio, for those who don't know, is a big convention city. I don't know if I'm breaking news to anybody there. Uh, But they have banned conventions through June, but this is in July, and so they are currently on the books. Um, I will be honest uh, and tell you that I am getting a little nervous about THSCI.
1: Yeah, I don't feel great about going into a convention hall with twenty thousand other coaches. Uh, yeah, I mean I this, is, this
0: is basically it's a this is a football game.
1: Yeah, you know. Now tr- here's the thing: I hope that we are down to no cases and it is all good. Yes. I, I truly hope that. Yes. Now, is that realistic? No. Um, but I, I, truly hope that we're in a place in July where, where we can go. Cause I like coaching school. I love coaching school. It's a lot of fun for all of us. Um, and I love San, any excuse to visit San Antonio, uh, I'm here for, so, um, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I don't think it's a, I'd say, I mean, I'd say if, if you ask me, if you were to put put a gun to my head and make sure, make me give me, give odds on if coaching school is going to happen, I would say 50, 50. Um, it's probably my guess. Now, if you're going to put a gun to me and say, gun to my head and say, are we going to start practice on August 3rd? I'd say probably, I'd say 80%, 85% we're going to have practice on August 3rd. Um, but yeah, remember, football practice is a lot different than coaching school. So um, that's my guess. That's just me. I'm not an expert. I'm not an epidemiologist. That's just what I think. Um, I think now if you ask me if we're going to have football altogether, I would say we're going to have some sort of football season this year. So, that's kind of where I am at. Uh,
0: you you would put that at, you would put that at like
1: 99%? Yeah, I'd say 99% there's going to be some sort of football season in the fall. Um that's what I would say. I
0: am I would say that I am less bullish on all three of those slightly. Um I would say that I think I think it's probably a th- right now, you know, this is just me talking. Um I would say that that 30% chance of TH of THSCA. Uh, for practice on August 3rd. Yeah, 60-40. I still think it's I still think it's it's the most um it's 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 more likely than not. But that and then as far as football season of some kind, I still think that's gonna happen. Of some of some sort. I would put that at about 80%, right? now. Uh, again, a little less leave myself a little bit. Um a little bit of, of, of wiggle room there, but I would just say, um, I the one thing I'll keep saying, I know you and I have mentioned this kind of, uh, you know, whenever we've talked, uh, May is key. Like, this next month, that's why I want everybody to stay home, yeah. man, is I feel like May is the month where this thing's either going to, we're either going to beat this thing or it's going to come roaring back. Like, and that's why I wish everybody would just hunker down and chill out. And I understand that that's suddenly in a, a political conversation and I don't want it to be, yeah. uh, I'm, to I'm in
1: this for football. Yeah. We're in it for football only. And if, if, <laughs> if, if if people smarter than me tell me to stay home then you'll yes. have football, but I'm going to stay home and have football because that is I precisely t- where I'm at. Yeah. My goal in life is to listen to people smarter than me, um, on things that they're experts in and I'm not. <laughs> and it's, it's gotten me this far. So I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep going with that with that for now. So you know, I just yeah. And I'll be say that I'll I'll be sad if we don't have coaching school, but I'll be yeah. crushed if we don't have football. So if that, that that's exactly where, right where or, or where we're at. So on this
0: deal. yeah. So. My wife asked me this the other day. She's like, what like what if there's no football? I oh, just gosh. told her I was I, like, my job would get really weird.
1: Yeah, my job would get yeah. really weird. Everything would get really weird. So. Yeah.
0: So uh but we're gonna stay positive. We're gonna stay positive. I still think I still think football is a good bet for the fall. Uh it may be it may be different. It may be weird. Uh it may be empty stadiums for a few weeks. Um, something like that. There may be you may be watching more of it on TV or streaming it. I don't know. But uh I'm still I'm still bullish on football. I still think it's gonna happen. Um, but you know, this this was this was the week that it kind of hit me like, man, it's really starting to COVID started to harsh my, harsh, my vibe right now.
1: Yeah. It sucks. It It really does. I Um, I feel bad for the, I mean, we don't cover the other sports um, at Texas football. I mean, we, we, we have Texas basketball, which Ishmael Johnson does a fantastic job. Great magazine. You should get it if you're a basketball fan. Um, But I definitely feel for the coaches and the kids, you know, my daughter's a senior in high school and out of state. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing with, with them, you know, their their senior season being uh, cut short. It's a, it's, it's, it's really sad and I, and I my heart really breaks for for those seniors and coaches cuz it's it's a it total does. bummer.
0: It 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 really it really is especially those seniors you're right that's just like man what like you like I I kind of exp- I I think I mentioned that to, to Pickle I was just like man like you're you you played she played basketball at Atlanta I'm like imagine you're preparing for your senior year you're excited about even if you don't think you're going to be any good right like it has nothing to do with winning a championship like even if you even if you think you're going to lose every game um, you do that. And then like, suddenly like they pull out the rug from underneath you. It just, it just sucks. Yeah, It just sucks. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about coaching changes. Uh, we are now, well, we think rounding third heading for home on coaching change system. And, uh, we have had a fair number of relatively, um, I wouldn't say surprising ones. But definitely notable, um, definitely some notable changes uh, that have come down. Um, I, I am interested. Which one is there? One or two that really jumped out at you? That you that really caught your eye as far as as far
1: as is concerned. Are we talking overall for the for the entire offseason, or, uh, or or just this recent round?
0: Let's just talk recently. We will save. Uh, we'll save uh, like coaching change post mortem, coaching change season post mortem for the next episode because we need content for the next episode. So. Hmm.
1: I, you know, I think I got one. Go ahead with yours. I'm, I need to think came, on this one.
0: Came to, oh, we're recording this on April twenty first. Came down yesterday. You were the one who broke it.
1: Um, Brit Hart going to uh Merkel.
0: Brit Hart leaving Fall City to go to Merkel. Um, now Merkel Merkel has had. Success in the past. It's, it's um, a bigger school. It's bigger. He's moving from two A Division two to three A Division two, but this is a guy who led them to back to back state semifinals. Um, so,
1: so and uh, my take on that is is let's we're in the premium podcast, so we can get a, we can get a little real here. Fall City is hard on coaches, very hard. And you know they got rid of Steve Marbach a few years ago the year after he after he took the team they lost in the state championship to uh, to uh, Wellington. Remember a few years yeah. ago when they played Wellington in the state title game?
0: They got rid of the, they got rid of the head coach.
1: He went to the title game and they got rid of him. You know, yeah. my sources indicated to me that that there was a lot of rumbling in Wells in Falls City about not being able to beat Mart, which let me tell you is insanity and stupid. Uh, guess what no <laughs> one, <laughs> you can't no be,
0: you can't can beat do. the three-time defending champs yeah. like the juggernaut or the yeah, yeah the
1: juggernaut you know and and so i think uh that played into it i i think coach hart's like really guys you know we're we we're i'm 58 and 12 in five years we've been to back-to-back state semifinals and you're you're i'm getting heat from folks because we we, we can't beat mark who's probably going to win five in a row i mean i'm not gonna break any news to you guys but mark they're gonna be uh, the, the favorite to win a state title next year. Um, yeah. So you got that bit playing into it. And you have Coach Hart and his, his lovely wife um, are from the big country. Coach Coach Hart's a native of Banks. You know, Merkel is just west of Abilene. It's in the heart of where he's from. It's closer to home. It's a bigger school. He's probably making a little bit more money as well. But, but I think also you got to look at it and, you know, I don't think Coach Hart, you know, you know he's he's a human being, and when you don't when you don't necessarily feel appreciated, um, and you're in a place that's known to be hard on coaches, you start to to kind of test the waters a little bit. So, um, it's a surprise that he went to Merkel, but but I'll be honest, Coach Hart, there there were other jobs that, that he was he was in on that are still open yeah. right now. So in fact, he was the leading candidate for another job that's open that um now they're, they're having to scramble to find somebody because Coach Hart got another job. So. Um, Fall City they are going to get a good coach because it's a good job. But also, I, I don't know. I, I've heard that the, that the talent pipeline in Fall City is starting to. There, there's there may be some lean years ahead, and so that might be one of those deals where he's he's out before the lean. Because I guarantee you, whoever comes in, they have lean years. They're going mean, if they're giving a guy hell for losing the state semifinals. Can you imagine what happens if they go six and five or five and six? Good? Right, let me tell you let me tell you about let me tell you about
0: his because uh, I just pulled up their computer rankings over the over the course of his tenure there this is how they ranked in 2a division two during his tenure his first year is 2015 correct
1: uh yes
0: yeah 2015. 2015 they ranked fifth uh this is postseason at the end of the season okay they were the fifth best team in 2a division two the year after that they were 11th the year after that they were seventh the year after that they were third and last year they were fifth. Okay. That the worst year he had, he was 11th in the state. Like, like that is like, seriously, that's, that's like Georgia. Yeah. Like to put it in college football terms, it's like, Oh, we finished 11th in the country. It's a down year for us. It's like, I I don't know that one. When you, when, when you told me about that one, I was like, man, are we talking about the same guy? Um, I think another one. I, one.
1: I just thought of one. And it may be the one you're yeah. thinking of. It's an, an, another small school one. Um, I think we are. Groover. Terry Felderhoff yep. leaving Groover for Era. Uh, and, and, again, there's family things involved there. But but he goes from Groover, where they went to the state title game two years ago. Last year they went 8-5. and five. He goes to Era, who was 0-11 last year. Yeah. 0-11. and 11 um, is, that's a total rebuild of era. And, and I get it. Coach Felderhoff uh, has ties to North tech, the North Texas area era. For those of you who don't know, era is a speck on the map. It is Northwest yeah. of Denton uh, kind of between Denton and Gainesville, just West of I-35. It's due West of Valley view, if you know where Valley view is. Um, and uh, they were 0 and 11 last year. They were in a 14 district, went 0 10 lost in the first round of playoffs. Tough job, total rebuild. Um, and, but he's closer to his family. And and I think, uh, you know, for, you know, coaches have families, they have lives, and they've got to do what they got to do is best for their family. So on the, on, on paper, it looks like a bad move. But I'm, you know, it's like you said, you think about it and the family implications being closer to home is, is going to be good for his family.
0: Right. And that is, um, you know, it's it's weird to be thinking about like, and sometimes we've done interviews on TFT about this, but like coaches who are moving. Like the idea of moving right now is like crazy to me. It's like yeah. packing up, like packing up your house and moving during a pandemic. It's crazy. So one thing that one big school job that changed, um, or at least hired since the last time we were on, uh, San Antonio Johnson, uh, yes. San Antonio Johnson. For those who missed it, Ron Riddiman uh, was the only coach in Johnson history uh, and took uh, a to take over at Alamo Heights. I would say he's built San Antonio Johnson into a very solid San Antonio program.
1: Absolutely. They had, they had a semifinal run. I mean, he took them to the semifinals one year. There yeah. was one they, yes. they've, they've had some good years at Johnson, uh, perennial playoff in yes. the mix in Northeast ISD. Um, usually, you know, in, in a good year, they're competing for a district title and in a bad year, they're still competing for a playoff spot, you know? So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, him going to Alamo Heights was a good thing for him because he becomes – he's the AD and head football coach at a one-school ISD. So, obviously, it's a bump in pay and a bump in prestige, so to speak, for him. And, and then you look at the, the hire they made, Mark Soto going, going from San Marcos to uh, Johnson. Soto, um, I thought, did a really good job at San Marcos. The talent ebbs and flows there a little bit. When they, when they had some, some talent, they had some really good teams at San Marcos. It'll be a little bit of a change in philosophy, I think, Uh Rideman's more of a wide-open spread guy, likes to sling it around, likes to open it up. Uh, Soto likes to play a more physical brand of football, so I, I think that will be in a little bit of adjustment. Uh, but I think he'll do a, a, a fine job at San Antonio Johnson.
0: Um, that was that was relatively big. I thought the Paris North Lamar, and you broke this last night as well, I thought they made a really nice hire uh, as Paris North. They, they bring in uh, Cooper Kroll, the offensive coordinator from Midlothian Heritage. I mean, that – and I'm only just, I have never, I, I'm sure I've, I I hate to say this I think I've met Coach Kroll but I I like you know I I think it was like one time in coaching school in passing, uh. But just knowing his offenses and knowing the offenses that have been at, at, at Midlothian Heritage and yes they've had a lot of talent there, but the, he is he is from what I understand a rising star in coaching rings and that feels like a really savvy hire for a North Lamar team that could could. Could use a jolt, let's say.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's going to be a complete change in philosophy because North Lamar, under Aaron the Abbey, had been a basically a wing T slot T uh, kind of kind of team. So they're, they're they're going from that to the spread offense. Probably going to be some growing pains. I mean, I think dropping to Division Two helps North Lamar a little bit. They're dropping from Division One to Division Two, but when you make that drastic kind of a change in, in philosophy, especially in this off season. There might be some growing pains this year, but I, I think it's a smart and savvy hire uh, by North Lamar ISD to get a, a rising young uh, coordinator from a program that's that's had a lot of success.
0: Uh, from East Texas to DFW, uh, Keller Fossil Ridge has found their new coach um, and a guy in that has uh, state title game pedigree uh, in in defense uh, – Denton Guyer defense coordinator Derek Ramsey – um, this is his first head coaching job, yes.
1: Yes, he's been at Guyer for 15 years, basically uh, the entire time John Walsh was at Guyer. Uh, he was Walsh's defensive coordinator. Uh, we all know the pedigree that Geyer has. Um, I think this is a win-win because I think you know what Guyer's got, you know, got a new head coach coming in, and Rodney Webb. This gives Rodney Webb a chance to hire his own defensive coordinator. Now Ramsey gets to move up and get an opportunity for head coaching uh, at a place like Fossil Ridge that has won in the past. Fossil Ridge has been, if you ask folks in in Keller ISD, generally speaking, Fossil Ridge has the most talent in Keller ISD. And typically when they're up, they they're the one team in Keller ISD that usually has a chance to, to win uh, multiple playoff games. So They went 1-9 and last year, but, you know, Coach Ramsey told me when I I chatted with him about the job, they could have easily been 5-5 and last year. They lost a lot of close games, Um, and he thinks they're – and he's got a really, really good group of sophomores at Fossil Ridge, and he thinks he can kind of build uh, behind that group of sophomores. And and they're in a district – let's be honest. Their district alignment was pretty – they got a pretty good draw. Yeah, they got Southlake Carroll, but after that, it's the other three Keller ISD schools, Eaton and and, uh, Trophy Club Nelson. There's no reason why Foster Ridge couldn't, in this year, make the leap from one and nine to a playoff team next year.
0: They should be in the certainly in the mix. Um, another coaching change that um, that happened last week, but is worth mentioning is uh, you know you mentioned, staying on the Denton Guyer train. Uh, Rodney Webb leaves uh, Rockwall to go to Guyer. They have their new head coach, and again. Um, there's no, I mean, th- this this felt like a no brainer, right? I'm sorry, promoting Trey Brooks from offensive coordinator. Uh, am I am I missing something? It was like that had to be
1: a no brainer, right? Yeah, and, and it was pretty, it was pretty much understood when the job even posted that it was going to be Brooks's job to lose. Rockwell uh, ISD never posted it externally on THSCA or TASA. Um, they moved basically ten days after Coach Webb left, so this was pretty much rubber stamp from the beginning. And Coach Brooks, you know, he he's earned the job. and He was. Uh, he was the our assistant coach of the year of Dave Campbell's Texas football, and he had one of the most uh, explosive offenses in the state. So last year, and so uh, I don't think there's any reason to think that that you know he didn't he deserved the job. You know he he had earned uh, the right to get that promotion uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He was our as
0: you tweet as you tweeted, which by the way I appreciate the branding. Yes. he was our. Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, Assistant Coach of the Year. <laughs> so,
1: Got to get those sponsor mentions in, you know? Got to get those in. We, um, we love and appreciate wanna, our sponsors. We absolutely do. We we are will definitely sell ourselves out for sponsorships. 100%.
0: Um, or T-shirts. Or something we'll discuss here in a moment. But uh, two more I want to get your take on. All right. One of them, and this came down right after we recorded our last episode of Tep and Step. Uh, Pflugerville Weiss, Flugerville Weiss, of course, one of the most improved programs year to year from last year. Uh, they go from 0 and 10 in their varsity, uh, inaugural varsity season to nine and three under coach T- Tommy Altman, uh, who then moves into Flugerville ISD. He gets a big chair, an even bigger chair in PISD, um, uh, administration. And, um, Weiss has, has hired a, a name that is certainly known in central Texas, uh, but we thought maybe he was, he was done. Uh, Steve Van Meter, the former Hutto and Friendswood coach comes out of retirement to take this, this job. Did you see this coming?
1: Uh, you know, Van Meter had been sniffing around at some jobs. I had heard his name mentioned in connection with a couple of other jobs that were open, but they were in the Houston area. Um, you know, Van Meter's kind of got ties. You know, he spent a long time as the head coach at Friendswood. Um, so he was, I think, after he retired from Hutto the first time, he went back to Houston and was, I think, working in private business and training quarterbacks on the side. So um, when I heard, when I had heard that Van the, the Meter's name, it didn't surprise me too much because I knew he was uh, wanting to get back in. And he's jumping into a, a Weiss job where I think. Um, they, he can kind of keep it going because you know Coach Altman did a great job in year two at Weiss, getting you know taking them from zero and ten to nine and two, and Weiss, even though they're dropping up to Division One, should still be pretty good again next year. So, not totally surprised by that move, just because I knew Van Meter had been sniffing around at some jobs.
0: Uh, and finally, we will wrap up with a a huge, huge, massive coaching change uh, in the Sun City. We're going to El Paso uh, as El Paso High. Uh, is that, are they the oldest high school in El Paso? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. El Paso High I is mean, the, the original yeah. high school. Yeah. It's there. That's it's
0: their the, because that's the, the big, the big WPA building, the one that looks, oh, the, yeah. the one that they played Jones. And yes. we'll get to that in a moment. Yes. Um, but they have made a hire uh, and they have brought in uh, our 2018 4A coach of the year, Ray Aguilar Jr., uh, from San Elizario. And uh, I know that he had uh, really, um, Close ties to to Sanelli. He had really uh, enjoyed his time there, but this is a, a really nice bump uh, from from San Elizario up to El Paso High, which I imagine is 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 a bit of a um, a, bit, a bit of a dream job type thing for him. Uh, this is a this is a really this is a guy whose whose stock is rising very quickly uh, to move there and take over the Tigers. But that's not what I want to talk about, Matt. Okay, that's not what I want to talk right. about. Right. You know what I want to talk
1: about? Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: This is an open call. To Ray Aguilar Jr. Coach Aguilar, Coach. are you listening? Coach Aguilar, are you listening? And if he's not, if you know Ray Aguilar Jr., make him listen to this. Tweet at him. Coach. Tweet at him. Tweet at him. <laughs> Coach, we desperately, and I mean desperately, need you to play a Thursday game at RR Jones Stadium. Yes. yes. Desperately. Because the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew has to to be at a game at RR Jones. That's um, Coach,
1: Coach Aguilar Jr. Coach Aguilar That's, Jr. <laughs> yes, please tweet him. Yes. And, and uh, not only would me and you go, I, I think we, we would we would have to convince Boss to let the whole, I mean, like, Ish, Ashley. We'd have to, like, do it. Oh, we
0: would we would do TFT from El Paso High. Yeah. I mean, we would roll out the red car. Co- we would make this thing happen. Yes. I will do what it takes to be at a game at Jones Stadium in El Paso so you, that is a bucket list yeah so
1: you've got me you've been to a game at the Puncher Dome and I haven't but I have been to a I game have. at Jones and you haven't so that's that's my Correct. Uh, that's what I can hold over your head so coach yes. Lar let's let's make it happen um, let's, let's do a Thursday uh, I'm, conv- I'm trying to convince them i'm working i'm working the phones as well trying to convince Good. them so we'll see
0: i mean congrats on the gig and everything yeah. but more importantly this is yeah. for about us. us this
1: is about us yeah this, this is,
0: this is this. the most important thing is that we win this coaching change
1: yes now yeah. yeah that's correct now i would like um this is a rare rarity here I'd like to break some coaching news on Teppen and step even though it it's oh my clear, gosh. Weird. yeah um would you like to hear uh, a little bit of an East Texas
0: teppen step bomb? An East Texas Tep Do I know which one this is? No, this is a new
1: one. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Tenaha is open as what? Ro- yes, as Robert Tamplin, uh, by mutual agreement with the athletic director and the superintendent, is uh, stepping down. He is still going to remain on staff at Tenaha, but Tenaha is reconsolidating the AD head football coach position, which had been separated, and. The AD is moving to a different administrative role in the district. Tamplin will remain on staff, and they're going to bring in a new head football coach AD. All these moving parts tells me Tenaha knows exactly who they want to hire, and it's someone who probably has ties to the program already and is cool with Coach Tamplin still being on staff. Whoa. Yeah. So Tenaha uh, remember dropping down from two A Division one to two A Division two should be uh, what you would think conceivably a pretty pretty good gig. So um, I have an idea yes. who Tenaha's is going to go after, um, but I won't, I won't release that on here. I'll tell you offline. But but just think about someone familiar with the program, and it's not Rain- so, it's not Randy Jackson. So, and <laughs> <So, laughs> so I, I know.
0: Now, yeah, <laughs> no, I you
1: know, know that. Um,
0: so ten so Tannehill I know went five and five last year. Um, they were, I would say, a bit disappointing last year. Yeah. Um, But there are a lot of teams that, or there are a lot of people who have really high hopes for them this year. Uh, like yeah, they think this could be down, a breakout year. Dropping yeah.
1: down to Division II uh, should be good. There will also be another East Texas Step Bomb in the next day or so. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it may already break. But look for another one from a very prominent small okay. school program.
0: My goodness. Well, yeah. okay. There's some breaking news here on Tep and Step. Uh, that's why you listen to this podcast live.
1: I'll tweet it out. I, 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 haven't, even t- I haven't even tweeted it out yet.
0: Wow, wow! But and, by the way, I, it's going to take me a minute to this, so just know that. So okay. he'll, he'll probably be out by then. That's okay. Um, okay. Um, so uh, let's um, let's move on to the main event of the evening. The main event of the evening is the inaugural tap and step. Coaching draft. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, no, this is not the inaugural. You guys have done this before. Because you're thinking, oh, we're going to go and we're going to draft coaches by virtue of their um coach by virtue of their coaching um you know acumen. And and that would be a good way to draft it, but that would be a smart way to draft it. And this we are a hardly podcast. a smart podcast. This is a dumb
1: podcast. This
0: is a dumb podcast. And so this all spawned. From the idea that we started having in the Slack chat uh, about which coaches you think could go right now. I mean, which coaches you think could put on the pads and play at a high level out there? Because look. There are some guys out there who played at the very, very highest level. They're NFL. they I mean, uh, Coy Deemer is a head coach, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um. There are a good number of guys who played at the high level, but some of them are are older, right? You wouldn't you you would say, oh, you know what? I'm 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 breaking down a little bit. You know, age, t- time waits for no man, and things like that. Yep. So yep. it got us thinking. Which coaches do you think? could get up and go the best right now. And so here's what we're going to do. In honor of the NFL draft, uh, that's not actually true, but we will do it the same week as the draft. (laughs) But in in honor of the NFL draft, we are going to do the inaugural Dave Campbell's Texas football seven-on-seven draft. And what I mean by that is you need to think about these guys as characters on NFL Blitz, okay? Okay. You're just going to put them out there. They don't necessarily have a position, right? You're just talking about guys who can get up and go right now in good shape. That you would feel good about putting them out there for your team
1: uh, right now. So, so, uh, so let's go ahead and get this out there. If this is not going to favor the big guys. Uh, not favor the big dudes. No, it's not, not going to favor the big guys. So, not the old. Not
0: going to favor. The, not going to f- uh, favor the the big offensive lineman. We were just talking about our friend John King when we had him on the Happy Hour. Yes, John King is an is one of the greatest players in Northwestern State history. Uh but John Sorry, King was an yesterday. offensive line. He was an offensive yeah. lineman, and uh, he also has a son who is now in college. Yeah. Uh, and little
1: older, so, a little older. Like, yeah. So, uh,
0: Phil Phil Danaher was uh, a a fantastic player. Yes, great player at Harlingen. Uh, in, in his day, uh, but but I, I think even he would admit that he's probably lost a step. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, inevitably, this is probably going to be a list of younger coaches, right? It's going to be a list of younger coaches. We did the coin flip before the draft. Uh, it's going to be like our, our normal game draft during the season. We're going to go back and forth. Once somebody's picked, they're off the board. Step one, the coin flip. And so, with pick one, one of the Tep and Step whatever can they go right now draft uh where are you going
1: most important position here is quarterback you gotta, you gotta get your quarterback first mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with the 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 proven commodity here the nfl quarterback the pedigree 47 year old burleson head coach john Kidman. wow a wily veteran <laughs> yes I, let me tell you kidding is still in shape i've seen it i've seen him warm ups mm-hmm. he can still spin it uh Got to go with John Kidna here. The, the pedigree is just too strong. Got to go with Kidna.
0: I, I, I like the pick. I like the pick a lot. Um, uh, I think that, that is, that's a, a really, really good pick, uh, even though, again, older gentleman, but I think that this is a guy that, that you feel like he can get up and go. He's in good shape. He stayed fit in uh, and, 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 and things like he that. He might be so a liability
1: and coverage. Um, but you know I'll think a lot of these uh, yeah. be
0: <laughs> right. That's fine. We're we're but I think that's I think that's an excellent pick. Um all right. So now it's my turn and and I have a couple of different places I could go as well. Um I do think you're right though and you probably don't want to overthink this. You probably want to go with a quarterback. You probably want to go with a quarterback that you feel like uh, can spin it still and that's why my first pick is southlake Carroll coach riley dodge i think that you're talking about a guy who played at the fbs level uh, he was a high school legend i know for a fact cuz i've seen him do it he can still spin it um i feel i also here's the other thing i like about that i feel weird. like be- what's that? he's not old well that too i like that he's not old like but what i really what i really like about him <laughs> what I really like about him is that he played against modern defenses. Okay. okay. He played okay. against, he played against defenses that are expecting the spread. And so he, I think would have an advantage as far as reading the defense in real time. And so I'm going to go with Riley Dodge of South Lake Carroll as, as my first pick uh, in, in the first draft. All right. So what's uh, what's
1: your second pick? My second pick, I, I, I'm a fan of the big physical outside receiver that can go up and get the Randy Moss types, right? The guys who can go up and get it. So my uh, second pick is going to be former Texas Longhorn wide receiver and current head coach of the Waco Lions, Kwame Cavill. Dang it. This is a big physical outside. And also I played, ba- I played high school basketball against Kwame. He was a year older than me. And I know he, I know, and obviously you watch his highlights to Texas. He can go up and get the football. I like the big physical outside receiver. I'm taking Kwame Cavill, Waco high head coach as my number two pick. Okay. That's a really good pick.
0: It's a really, really good pick. Um, okay. Because I think you're right. That's where I want to go next too. The next guy I want to go with is a, I want to go with a receiver. I want to go with a guy that is my number one, my go-to, um, and, and as a result, let me, let me make sure I get this right. Hold on. I got to pull up some, some important statistics. Um, let me see. I am going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with El Paso Eastwood coach Julio Lopez. Dang
1: it, that was my slot receiver, <laughs> <laughs> former,
0: f- former UTEP receiver. Um, of course, he uh, he he uh, put put together some good numbers there. Uh, there he uh, you know uh, during uh, in 2010 and 2011. Uh, I know he's still in really good shape, uh, and I know that he can go. And so my second pick is going to be Julio Lopez uh, from uh, from El Paso Eastwood. Uh, so now, what is your third pick, Matthew?
1: All right, I'm going to stick with the uh, – I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball now, someone who can play in the, in the defensive backfield but also be a threat in the slot since you took my slot receiver. Uh, I am going to go with San Antonio Memorial head coach Kimmy Lewis, Ooh. the former U- University of Louisiana Lafayette player. Uh, I've seen him. He he's, Remember when Memorial won the dist- district title a couple of years ago, he was doing backflips with the kids and that yes. kind of thing? And you, you asked him if he could still go, and he said absolutely. So – Coach Lewis is a younger guy. I think he's he's in his 30s still. I think he can still go before he pulls a hamstring. I'm going San Antonio Memorial head coach Kimmy Lewis.
0: That's that's a really good pick, and um and I like it a lot. Um Okay. That's a good pick. And 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 by the way, this is this is really interesting because we are going back and forth uh and and you are a guy, you're you're doing the same thing of you took a quarterback and one, quarterback 1, wide receiver 2, defensive back 3. I'm doing the same thing. Okay? Right. Now, I want to be clear. I'm going a little bit savvier veteran is a nice way to put this on uh, for my defense for my first defender. Let's go to Klein Collins. And let's get Adrian Mitchell out of Klein Collins. This was the Green Wave two lane Green Wave defensive MVP uh, in 2001. Um, he is, uh, he is a star. Uh, he's still in great shape down there. I'm going to go with Adrian Mitchell at Klein Collins. I think that, I think you can build a defense around him. He is a, he's a guy that that I trust to, to handle that defense because I'm going to fill in some younger guys around him. And so that's a, that's a, 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 a big pick for me. I'm taking Adrian Mitchell.
1: All right. See, I'm actually going to stay in Klein ISD. Klein ISD may have the, the, the most athletic coaches in the state of Texas when you, when you think about it. But give me former Texas A&M Aggie defensive back Jason Glenn as my fourth mm. pick. Um, in, a, in a veteran presence, but Coach Glenn, can, he, he can still go. He told me he's good for a couple of series before he needs the icy hot, but he says he can still go. So uh, I'm going with the uh, former the Aggie great Jason Glenn. Uh, Klein over, really good Klein. pick. Okay, Coach.
0: Yeah, that's a really good pick. Really good pick. Dang it. alright few different places i can go my board my board's really intact because i've got a couple of dudes that i know that i think are going to be there um oh man i don't know where to go next here's what i think i'm going to do all right and he's going to give me hell for picking him okay all right you know who i'm taking. No. I'm taking sometimes i know i know <laughs> i know that we're playing NFL uh, it's NFL blitz and maybe we're not rushing the passer but i need a i need a i need an enforcer my enforcer my enforcer is the pride of Allen Texas my enforcer is former Arkansas razorback Marcus Shavers from McKinney
1: he would definitely be an enforcer in this game because that
0: that is a dude that he's the first one off the bus okay yeah he's, he's, sure. he's yeah. the first one off the bus cuz he is still in good shape He's, he could still go and, and that's a that's a big dude that I think every one of your guys are gonna be scared of.
1: I'm that's where I want. For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Marcus Shavers like, McKinnon. Marcus Shavers is my buddy because I, I want that guy on my side. I want that guy on my side. Yeah, head. you
0: you make sure you, you have the you, you, you pick the you pick your pick your friends
1: yes. carefully. All right. Your fifth pick. I am going to go with the former Nebraska Cornhusker and Chicago Bear safety. Cy Ranch head coach Andrew Shanley. Ooh. Yes. Yes. She I coach, like that. Shanley spent some time spent some time in the NFL. Played in Nebraska. He still got it. Oh, it's Cy Ridge. He's not at Cy Ranch. He's at Cy Ridge. Uh Sean yeah. Paul's at Cy Ranch. Sorry, coach, Coach Shanley. Uh, this is a guy. He's he's 37 years old. He's not 40 which limits it a little bit. And he played in the NFL. Those, those yeah. are pretty good. I think coach Shanley can still go. He's going to be kind of my Rover in the secondary, kind of the yeah. guy playing center field.
0: So here's what I'm going to do the rest of the way. Cause we, uh, I, you got two more picks. I got three more picks, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna do the rest of the way. I've got three guys that can straight up go that I feel really good about that are going to be positionless. Basically. That I'm going to rely on them to play both ways. I'm going to rely on them to maybe play a different position than they normally did. The first one we're going, we're staying in the Houston area. We're going to Deer Park. We're going to take on Coach Austin Flynn, the former Iowa State star uh, at uh, uh, from from Deer Park. Uh, I am I am very high on that. I think that that is a, a really I think this is a great value pick. This is a guy who was a quarterback there uh, at 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 Iowa State. I think that he can do big things for me. I may end up having to, to play him uh, in in the secondary. This is one of those guys that you draft, that you that you recruit, uh, and then you teach him to play a different position. Because, uh, but I'm going to let him compete for the quarterback spot. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with Austin Flynn from Deer Park. Like
1: it. I like oh, it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. I'm debating on running back or tight end here because I, I need a red zone target. And I think I'm gonna go, with, I, I, but I don't have an enforcer, so I'm gonna go with my my tight end is gonna be my my enforcer here, and it's gonna be former Purdue Boilermaker tight end, current George Ranch head coach Nick Cavallo.
0: <sighs> that's a good. I thought about Coach Cavallo, uh, but then I was I, I I I was that same idea. I wanted I wanted a, a guy who, who could be an enforcer, but that's a good pick.
1: And I think in the red zone, you know, you get down into the ten yard line, it's a guy who 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 can who can really make some make some hay in the short routes. I'm going coach Cavallo.
0: That's an excellent pick. And now I'm going to have a I'm going to do a pick that I know is not on your board, but I think is the best value pick of this uh, of this draft. Because with my 6th pick, I can't believe I'm getting him in the in in the 6th round. I am getting the youngest head coach in Texas high school football. I am getting the guy who played quarterback for Wayland Baptist last year. I'm getting Mitchell Parsley. Mitchell Parsley is a two-time Dave Campbell's Texas Football Six Man Player of the Year. He is the new coach at Kroll. He is 22 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am youth getting, is big in this in this game. Youth is big. I am
0: getting young at this position. This is my rookie. This is my like. This is a guy that that he maybe a bit of a project. Right, take a little bit of time to get him up to speed uh, at this level. But I feel like his youth is going to be a big advantage for me. I am taking.
1: Uh, I am taking Mitchell Parsley from Kroll. And with his six-man background, he's going to excel in the NFL Blitz format.
0: Bingo. Exactly. I feel great about that pick.
1: All right. For my final pick, I am going to go a little bit of a homer here. Uh, I'm going to take former Everman Bulldog and former Hawaii Rainbow Warrior defensive back, Gainesville head coach James Polk, who will also serve as my backup quarterback, as he did play quarterback and led the Everman, Everman Bulldogs to the regional semifinals. Uh, in 1996. so Polk is still in great shape. he works out every day. he still gets out there and mixes it up with the kids. I need a backup quarterback and he's gonna be a great value add in the secondary. He played Division one football and Division one baseball by the way and he's a bulldog. Why wouldn't I pick an everman Bulldog to fill out the team?' James uh, Polk, I, I, head coach. I
0: think that's a, I think that's an excellent pick. <sighs> See I don't know where to go with this. Because um, this is this is this is the last pick, and I want to make sure.
1: I got one guy that you haven't picked that that I was. I, if I would have had an eighth pick, I'd pick him. Who's that? He's really big on Twitter.
0: There's a lot of guys who are really big on Twitter. Rickland
1: Give me Holmes. another hint.
0: Ricklin Holmes. Yeah, Ricklin Holmes, the GoDaddy. Ooh, ooh, you know what? I am. So here's here's with apologies to Jamarcus Ashley Calvert who was a three-time All-State quarterback at Calvert at the six-man ranks. I feel like I already have my six-man guy. He's pretty young, too. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to go – I think you're right, because here's the thing that Rickland's going to bring. You know what Rickland's going to bring? He's going to chirp. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Coach Holtz is going to chirp, and that's what I want. I want – especially with this this pick. First of all, great shape, can still go. Feel really good about him going. But I would say that that is a guy who – he's going to be my Dion. He's going to be my Deion Sanders. He's going to chirp a little bit. He's going to talk a little bit. He's going to get in your head a little bit. That's what I want. That's a great pick. Yeah. I'm going to take Ricklin Holmes from
1: John Tyler. I was wondering, you know, here's the thing. We left off guys that played Division One football. This is, you know, I mean, like Marcus Gates at Dallas-Madison. Yep. Uh, Cedric Hardiman at Conroe. Uh, and yeah. Marcus Gold at White House. Matt mm-hmm. Schobel. From Columbus, Matt show man, Matt, if wrist. I just wanted to, if I just wanted to eat for free, I could have just yeah. Matt Shovel. Uh, Shovel was on shovels was on my radar as well. You know, we left off, we left off te- Southwest Texas State legend Claude Mathis. Man, uh, we I did. Think, I think Mathis can still go. Keelan Kincaid, the former SMU running back, Joseph Turner, the former TCU running back, the Texas high school coaching ranks. It's Ooh. still got a lot of dudes who can play.
0: Joseph Turner is a miss for me. I should have grabbed Joseph Turner. Not a lot of that's dudes a, who that's, can that's, play. Man, there are. That's the thing. Is we just did our draft kind of off the top of our head, but that, yeah, that wow. That's the thing. There's a lot of guys, because I think that what you're seeing is that the 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 we right now you're having a little bit like a moment of turnover in coaching where a lot of schools are getting younger. A lot of schools are getting younger. And I think really you've got a lot of schools that are not afraid to take a shot on a young coach. I think you saw that with new Diana. When they hired Clark Harrell, yeah. um, that's a perfect example of like a young coach, but he's got great bloodlines, great pedigrees from, of course, that Sam Harrell tree, his dad, um, and and that is like I think that's what you're seeing is that's why you've got all these guys who can still go because um, because I think you're 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 seeing that get younger and younger and younger uh, because I think it used to be that oh you got to hire a coach who's been three or four different places already. I think you got coaches, or I, got, I think you got teams that are or are schools rather that are willing to take a shot on a on, on on a
1: guy. Absolutely, I mean you've got, I mean, you've got some guys who who we we didn't even pick. You know, that played in the NFL. You know, Aaron Wallace, yeah. Mavis McGee, uh, you know, guys like you know Joe Gordon played at a high level at Kansas State. Jason Britton, the Angleton coach, played at uh, at UNT. Um, Derek, I talked with the, the Pinkston head coach played at Texas caught that famous pass I mean a lot of a lot of great guys and I, I think you're right you're starting to see more and more I, I would bet if we did a, a, a deal with the media, median age of head coaches I bet if, if you took 2010 to the 2020 you'd see a, a statistically significant difference in the average age I talked with listen
0: I talked with um, Mitch Abel's today uh, the coach from Hawley uh, and he played in the, he played arena ball
1: yeah I like, like he can still play a little bit. He's, in, he's kept in great shape.
0: Well, that's the other thing, is that now I think that it's become – it's become – it's almost – I think it's because these coaches are all – I think it's social media, really and truly, that they all influence each other. And now it's like all these coaching staffs want to be in shape. Like – I remember, like I remember when, um, like when we would give Rayburn trouble, Jeff Rayburn from from Lone Star, because there was always like, oh, you guys are the fittest, the fittest
1: CrossFit staff, staff. CrossFit. You guys are
0: the CrossFit staff. Now, how many of there are across the state, like that are like all of them are legit in great shape. Yeah,
1: make us sloppy (laughs) sports riders look bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not hard. No, okay, it's not hard well, there you go. There's our draft. Let us know on Twitter uh, who won, but more importantly, tweet uh, Ray Aguilar Jr. and tell him to schedule yes. a game on Thursday. And tell,
1: tell us who, who won and who who we missed.
0: Yes. Who, yeah, who do we miss? Please let us know. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. Uh, your magazine will be going to press at the end of May, and then it will be going to the printer, and then it will be mailed directly to you because we love you very, very much. Uh, Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. See you next time on Tap and Step.